What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Happily Ambitious. I'm here today with Anthony and a very special announcement. Anthony, you want to take us away? Yeah. Uh, howdy, everyone. Um, so I recently was promoted to a commercial account executive at Gong. Um, I started today, August 1st. And so for those of you that don't know, um, Gong actually has our accounts um, tiered and segmented. So commercial is like small to medium sized businesses. Then there's mid market and then enterprise and strat, um, which was my past role as an ISR. So I'm excited for my first uh, opportunity to be an account executive and I got a lot to learn. So we'll be sharing all the good tips that I learned with the pod community. Yeah. Well, huge congratulations. I know you've been working towards that for a while. Um, you know, about two months ahead of Anthony and my eight <laughs> journey. So no, we're definitely going to be learning together, which I'm super excited about. But I know a lot of people are looking to make that jump from SDR to AE. I know I get three to five messages a day of people asking for advice about that. Would love to run through kind of what your experience was like making that transition, how you did it, how you set yourself up for success, all of that. Yeah. Um, let me just start with saying this. It's really hard to get promoted. Like, anywhere right now like i talking to people at gong um and then just talking to people like outside of like um gong at like other companies like it's hard to get promoted um so i also think too and then before i like dive into like my process and how i got it i was like frankly just feeling stuck um about like month two months ago um and i was just like i talked to my older brothers who are 35 and they've been in the career workforce for a while now they're both vps at their jobs and um i was just like yeah you know like i'm ready for this next opportunity um i want it and they're like do you they're like time out and then they reminded me of like okay first off like you're killing it in your current job like you're making good money you work for an awesome company um but i think um, something that happened from like COVID, it was kind of a negative and especially of like being part of like that great economic time when everyone was doing well, like VCs were handing out free money and then companies were growing really well. We all just got like normalized to rapid growth and everything of just like, you know, I had it at my last company when I started at Seamless, I was promoted within like four months there. Um, and so I think it was just like, everyone thought it's normal to get promoted really quickly. Um, yeah. And my brothers raised a good point. They're like, look at like, you know, our grandpa, like he worked at Del Agro. Um, and I think he was in his role for like eight years before he ever got a promotion. Um, so it is not super normal um, for just rapid growth and like rapid production, like increase in promotions. Um, you know, I'm happy that I spent two years being an SDR because then, I know, Sydney, you'll probably relate to this, but people always tell us like great AEs know how to prospect. And a lot of people, when they become AEs, they forget how to prospect. Um, so did just want to give that little tip. Like if you're feeling stuck, it's normal. I was talking to a buddy again on Sunday. Like he called me the exact same thing. He's like, I want to move out of my city. I like love my job, but I just want to do something different. It's normal to feel stuck. We're in our 20s. It's fine. Like, And we can dive into a little bit of that later. Um, how I got the role, I I worked my ass off to be frank, and I wanted it, and I wanted it more than anyone else. Um, there was three open spots. I don't know exactly how many people I was competing against, but how our calls are set up, we had to do you know a hiring screen, um, a mock demo, um, a call with our VP, and then most recently um, a call with our new CRO was the final call. 
Um, the mock call is typically what trips most people up. And from hearing, you know, people that had gone through and made it successfully, people that had gotten stuck on the mock interview, I really just learned um, and fortunate to have Gong. I was watching a lot of the calls um, that people did, not like their actual interviews, but like we had um, a sales MBA training course at our enablement team. I was lucky they put together. So I was able to like be a part of that. Um, they were giving us advice on like, hey, you know, like this is what you need to do. Um, really though, just trying to like spend time like practicing it. Um, I chatted with you. I know a little bit about it, Sydney, and then something different. Um, and I did this in my last, um, well, I guess not last job, but when I applied to be an ISR at Gong, um, enjoying mm -hmm. Gong, I created an account plan, uh, or not an account plan, excuse me, a 30, 60, 90 day plan of how I'm going to be successful. Um, and I think just doing something that shows like you really want it, um, going above and beyond other people, I think that is something that helps stand out. And so like at the end of every interview that I had with the team, I sent them a personal video on Drift um, and then like sent it as a follow-up email. It was like, hey, you know, great meeting you. Really enjoyed our conversation. Um, if there was a sticky point in the conversation, I like referred back to it then. And it's funny, I chatted with a director recently and he was like, the further up you get in your career, it's not brain surgery. Um, when you start going for promotions and new roles, he's just like, just about how bad you want it um, and how you know hard you're willing to work for it. So I think like doing those extra things, like getting creative with like your follow-up and all that, I think is kind of what turns some heads. I mean, I couldn't agree more, but I also want to point out that your extra effort didn't start here. Like you were consistently a top performer as well. So it, it takes yeah. a lot, you know, like you, you built the foundation for a while and it goes back to your point of like, it does take time. But yeah. We've been exposed to these crazy promotion paths, like three months, three months, three months. Then you're like VP of sales. Like that's not really normal or sustainable. Doesn't mean don't go for it. Doesn't mean don't work hard for it, but I think it's good to temper expectations as well. Um, but yeah, that going above and beyond, like you did that consistently kind of throughout. And then I think that really took it over the edge when you were differentiating yourself from other people, because especially in sales roles, they want to know how you're going to follow up with prospects. They want to know how you're going to treat that. And interviewing for a sales role is basically making a sale. So the more you can demonstrate that you know what you're doing and are willing to do whatever it takes to get it done, like that really sets you up for success. So good job there. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I love the point that you called out sitting too, is like, being a top performer. And this was something I learned early on in my career is like master the role that you're in now. And I always say like, when I talk to other people that are like in sales or on my team, like be a derby horse, put your blinders on, get really good at your current role. If that's an SDR, like you should hope you should be striving to be at the top of the leaderboard month in and month out. Uh, you know, I was a top performer on my team. I wasn't always at the top, but I was within podium, like on that distance there. Um, and I think too, it's like mastering how to be good at prospecting the follow-up process. Like you said, it's just like each little bit of the puzzle when you master that, because it's ultimately like, you know, I'm going to be a full cycle AE now for this role. I'm going to be prospecting and closing. Um, and it's funny too, it actually worked out. I remember when I started at Seamless, um, I was, I'd hit my ramp quota or I'd hit full quota my first month of ramp, um, which was like set 40 meetings. And then I was on track to hit it again. And I ended up with like 38 and I missed, um, those two meetings because, um, I took time off for like a death in the family and, you know, right or wrong. Um, the VP at the time was like, Hey, you know, I can't promote you to an AE because like you technically missed your ramp quota. And I was like, 
okay, I, you know, like I was off, mm. you know, family, death, whatever. Um, but I also did it again last month. And it, he's like, yeah, that was last month though. So um, I was fortunate because I don't think I would be successful in sales today if I had been an SDR for the first time ever for three months and then gone to be an AE. I think it would have just been a big fail. Um, so it's a, it's a great learning moment. And, you know, use those opportunities of the past of being passed up as motivations for as you're going after this new role. Yeah, I'd say specifically in this case, I mean, in most cases, but the better you can be at this role, the more compelling you are as a hire. So instead of trying to find ways to, I mean, obviously do your best to stand out in the interview process, but make yourself the obvious choice. Like when they think, all right, we've got an AE role open. Anthony is our Anthony's our guy. Like you know, he needs to mm-hmm. interview. But make make it so that your name is the one that pops into their mind. And that's not to say like I, I know maybe if you're listening, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not at the top of the leaderboard at the moment. That's fine. But make it your goal to get there instead of hyper focusing on getting to the next role. You know, master the yep. role you're in. That will set your foundation for a lot more success in the future. Will also help you get that those eyes on you and make you the clear and obvious choice for a promotion. You nailed it, Sydney. And I think too, it's like for people that may not be at the top of the leaderboard, like you shouldn't operate as a lone wolf. Um, everyone like this likes to think that, you know, sales is an individual sport. It's not, it's a team sport. You need help from marketing, CS, um, other sellers. It's the whole collective group. Um, and so one thing I think I did well at too, is like, I made myself not annoyingly known, but I made myself known throughout the org, um, you know, polite persistence and just like, connecting with our CS leaders, working with my marketing counterparts, um, connecting with like my AE's bosses, putting time on her calendar, just doing a lot of different stuff and like putting my face within other segments of the org. So it's not a siloed conversation because it allowed me to one, show off my skill set, And then it allowed me to two, learn, um, you know, just great leadership skills. Like I was chatting with our SVPs. I was learning from them. I was learning what made them successful in their careers. Um, I think the one thing that's the most important to be peace in sales is never stop learning. Um, so also it's like, Hey, like you're performing well, you may have missed like one month, but you came back strong. And then it's like, you have a really good brand. Like we always talk about having like our personal brand, like your personal brand extends to your company. Um, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Sydney, haven't been on like both sides within sales, product marketing, and now like being in a closing role, like, you know, how important being connected with other groups is hundred percent. And I can like candidly say that's something that I'm still definitely working on in my new role. You know, I've been kind of really heads down and onboarding, trying to get adjusted to everything. And that's something I haven't really even incorporated yet. And something I want to do more of is reaching out across departments, meeting more people, um, learning more than just my part of the sales cycle. Um, so I, I also want to acknowledge that it can be overwhelming, you know, like do your job and make yourself known and create your brand yeah. and perform. And, you know, so I, we totally get it that it's difficult, but it can also be like a a gradual, sustainable process. Like even if you make a goal to reach out and have a 15 minute chat with one new person every week, like that's helpful. It's all helpful, yeah. especially if you come at it from a place of genuine curiosity instead of obligation. It's like, wait, I actually really want to know what they do. How does this work? How does this business work? How does this compare to my part of the sales cycle? Like, that's all super helpful. So I think Anthony's given a great breakdown here. And I think we should probably like have a longer episode in the future where we go really into detail about actionable steps people can take to improve their chances and kind of map their career progression. Um, but yeah, making sure that you stand out from the crowd um, will really take you a long way. Definitely. 
Well, Sydney, let's turn the tables. So now that you've obviously been in seat for a little bit, um, talk to us. What has been something that you've like are most enjoying about the role so far? Um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the switch from SDR to AE and that I can actually have, I don't want to say like fully relationship building because it still is relatively transactional in the SMB space, but you have more than one conversation. You're actively solving a problem um, and you actually get to take them all the way to close and see it implemented. And I feel like it makes it a lot more dynamic. You know, every month is going to be different. Every deal is going to be different. Whereas when you're an SDR, it really does tend to feel like a lot of the same after a while. You know, you book your meetings, um, you pass them off, you kind of like wash your hands of it, you move on to the next thing. And then the new month comes and you start over from zero. It's kind of hard to understand the impact you're having on the business. Whereas mm-hmm. in the closing role, it's been really fun so far because you can actually see, hey, like this person is now interested in a conversation. Here's the problem they have. We need to creatively problem solve till we find a solution that actually works for everybody. Let's talk through these competitor objections, et cetera. And then we can close that deal and see that thing implemented and their problem actually solved and the business impact. I don't know. I've just really enjoyed that so far. It's been, I would say, much more fulfilling than just setting the meeting. So I'm, I'm really happy I made the switch. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, what's been your top learning moment so far or thing that you've enjoyed the most? I mean, not enjoyed, but, you know, like your favorite skill yeah. that you learned. <laughs> Um, I would say something I'm still learning and that's just general deal and pipeline management because with the, I'm in the SMB space, it is relatively transactional. So we have quite a few open opportunities at a time. So making sure that you're staying on top of everything, following up with the right frequency, sending out the right emails, maintaining CRM hygiene, like all of that is, <laughs> obviously I understand the follow-up emails, but like everything in the CRM and pipeline, like that is a little bit newer to me. And so that's something I'm definitely focusing on. So still strategizing around, you know, how to figure out my time blocks, when to do what, how to make sure I'm keeping up with everything. But I think it's going well so far. Um, this is August now. So it's my first month with the quota. I'm on my ramp quota. Um, these are looking good so far. Don't want to, you know, count my chickens before they're hatched or anything, but I feel optimistic. Um, but I'd say that that's just the biggest one. It's like, since you are managing more of the conversation, it's not just, did I book the meeting or not? It's okay. We had the call. Then we had the follow-up call. Then we had the email. Then we had the pricing, all of that. Um, just more components than I've had to juggle in the past. I'm sure there, like you said, a lot more to juggle in the past. Something, something that I'm curious about is, um, you know, how do you find like, what's been ways that have been helpful to uh, keep yourself organized? Yeah. So I've been trying really hard to keep my inbox at zero, which I'm, I'm like a definitely many notification type of person. Like you see the memes where it's like, if you have a billion red dots or none, <laughs> like I have a billion at all times. So it doesn't come to me naturally, but keeping my inbox really clear is helpful. Um, I have a bunch of different folders in Gmail um, where it's, I think I have like close one, close lost, open pipeline, open pipeline, likely to close, needs to be rescheduled spam leads, whatever it is, training collateral. I try and categorize everything in that as it comes in. Um, I use Scratchpad to help me manage my pipeline. Um, tragically not sponsored, but you know, if you, if you Sponsor want to, us, Scratchpad. we're open, email us. Um, no, they're great. That, that's been super helpful as well because I mean, I, I definitely don't use it to the max of its capabilities, but um, it basically makes Salesforce look more like Notion in a format that's like really easy to navigate. So keeping track of my deals there, understanding what needs attention. I do use Gong. Gong is great. It's like, hey, do you want to do you want to nudge this person? Do you want to follow up on this deal? Um, so that's been great. Besides, obviously, you know the the learning from other people's calls and keeping track of my pipeline and everything, but helping me stay on task. And then I have I have pretty specific time blocks, at least for 
you know, when my day starts and ends, I try and make sure I take time at the end of every day to get my inbox to zero, to check if there's any e- emails I need to follow up with, et cetera. And then um, I make a really big focus to get a follow-up call scheduled on every call where it's relevant. That's helpful as well, because then I know, nice. like, if I look at my calendar and see I have something coming up, then that's another way to kind of keep track of what's going on and what I need to be following up with. So I'd say all of those. But yeah, um, Scratchpad, Gong, email categorization. Sometimes I'll send myself Slack reminders, <laughs> like you do, like the forward slash remind me to do whatever do that tomorrow. All the time. That's super helpful. <laughs> I don't know if there's like one central location to do all of these things. Maybe it's Gong. I don't know. But I, I'm definitely like still figuring out my strategy. Yeah. I like that. I'll keep you posted. I'm um, going to try. If you've seen the remarkable notebook. Um, oh, I I'm, have one. I love it. You do. Okay, good. I'm yes. looking at buying one. Cause I'm big on like, I set my to-do list every day and I love crossing it off. And obviously I don't need to take notes on the calls. Thanks to gong. But um, I just feel like I could keep myself organized with this, like so many different to do's and little reminders. <laughs> So I actually bought mine when I started this job for the same reason. Because I had a terrible habit of like whenever I had paper notebooks, I would just open it to a random page anytime I needed to write something. And then I could never find it, shockingly, because it was on a random page. But yeah, it's great. Um, I do even have it open on demos. And occasionally if they mention something I want to refer back to in a few minutes, I'll just like write down a quick note. That's helpful as well. Obviously, Gone captures all of it. So if you need to refer back later, but if it's like, okay, like a few key details. but yeah, and then also as I was doing onboarding through all the training collateral, and then as I, w- as I was watching people's calls to learn more about them, I would write down talk tracks that really resonated with me. And when I wrote them down enough, um, I feel like it really ingrained them into my brain. And that was super helpful because you're writing by hand, but you're not going to lose it. So you mm-hmm. actually get like all the benefits, I think. I, anyways, also we're at hit us up. <laughs> Big yeah. <chance>. <laughs> Sponsors, <laughs> we are taking applications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so you're starting today. You get your territory yes. plan tomorrow. Yes. How are you feeling about I have that? S- 750 accounts to start tiering. Um, I'm excited. Amazing. It's nice to another one of my close friends, uh, Bobby English. Shout out Bobby on my team got promoted. Um, so I feel like it'll be fun like having him. Like we already both said, like we got to be each other's accountability buddies. So um, we blocked off some time to go through the tiering process. And um, my lovely enablement team sent a nice wordy email today with lots of great content. So excited to dive in. Um, something else, you know, around the theme of our show, happily ambitious and, you know, taking time to reflect while still working hard. Um, I'm lucky that, you know, I have gong recharge days at end of each quarter coming up on Thursday and Friday, but I decided to take today and Wednesday off as well. So I could just like fully unplug for a little bit. Um, cause I know I'm about to dive in head first with this role. So just having that little time to like relax a little bit. I sat by the pool yesterday and read a new book. Um, I've been catching up on some Apple TV shows. So um has been nice to just be unplugged for a little bit. That's awesome to hear. What what Apple TV shows? Um, I'm watching Hijacked with Ibris Elba. Um, okay. it, I love him. He is an awesome actor and it's pretty good so far. Um, and then my up. roommate and I coincidentally last night started the last season of Jack Ryan because... Yeah, he, I'm ahead of him on Hijacked and he didn't want to watch it without watching it first. So we compromised. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, have you seen For All Mankind? 
No, it's, it's also not. On Apple. It's so good. It's a well, it's a space show, but it starts in the '60s, and the whole premise Ooh. is if the Russians had won the space race and gotten to the moon first, and so oh. because that happened, the U.S. like, oh, we have to do the next thing, so it just kept going and like all the progression. There's like three seasons. Each one spans like a decade. It's so good. I'm gonna I'm have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, everyone, go listen to that. Well, I know we're going to come back with a lot more content about this, about Anthony's transition to the AE role, um, kind of how he approaches that territory planning, what those early days look like. Definitely let us know if you have any more specific questions about this process, landing the role, if there's anything else we can shed some light on. But just wanted to kind of make this announcement, give you a little bit of an update about what we're working on. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Anthony, anything else you'd like to add? Nope. Um, just, you know, like subscribe and follow. We appreciate everyone's support. I love getting the different notes about people hearing. You no, know, specifically it was fun. Someone sent me a note the other day. They went back and listened to like the episode we had with Brian Lamana. And I just love when That's people awesome. go back and like send nice little notes. So we're glad that it's having a positive impact and, you know, thank you, Sydney, for, um, all of your hard work. And I'm excited to learn from you as well. Now my AE counterpart, <laughs> No, I'm super excited for this. So everyone have a wonderful week. If you're going for that AE role or any sort of promotion, you got this. Just keep putting yourself out there as much as you can. Keep showing up as much as you can. Make yourself the clear and obvious choice. And it may take a little bit longer than you hope it does, but that effort does not go unnoticed and it will pay off. Yeah, beautifully said. Awesome. Well, have a great week. We have some more amazing guests lined up, so keep a lookout for those episodes. But until next time, if you like this, send it to a friend, subscribe, etc., and stay happily ambitious. Nice.